Apostles Voice podcasts have been designed for you to meditate and then think about the material presented. They begin with a musical introduction, then the first part of the message, usually lasting about five or six minutes. There is then another interlude of music, followed by the second part of the message, and finally another musical interlude followed by a final section of the message. It is then concluded with some music. Prayer, the essential weapon of warfare. Without good, faith-filled prayer, based on the Word of God, and being obedient to the directions of the Holy Spirit, your good intentions are doomed to failure. Every Christian failure in both personal and church-based activities that is not soundly grounded in prayer and the word will become a failure. It has been rightly said that every Christian endeavor that fails is a result of lack of faith-filled prayer. Prayer for a born-again Christian becomes as essential for life in the spirit as water or air is for the physical body. Without it, we cannot breathe or expect to live spiritually. Just like a lack of air and water for the body, we spiritually die. To pray must be part of their spiritual nature for every Christian. Praying the right way, of course, God's way, must be our desire. Not any old prayer will do but rather faith-filled, spirit-led prayer. In 1 Samuel 12, verses 21 to 24, Samuel the prophet exhorts the people not to go after empty things which cannot profit or deliver, for they are nothing. So much that the world goes after, even Christians do the same. They are useless, and as far as God is concerned, are of no avail. God is always for us, and never against us. However, we must be diligent seekers of God's will and purposes in our lives, and pray accordingly. Samuel was not happy with the people of Israel, and their behaviour, but he would not sin against him by not praying for them, but was diligent in doing so. He would teach the people the Lord's good and right ways. 
don't give up praying for that wayward child or spouse or ungodly situation. For God will show you how to pray and how to overcome in the circumstances confronting you. We must always fear the Lord and have a genuine interest in doing His will and being obedient to do what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. We are to believe that God is truly for us and those things God has placed on our heart to pray for. In so doing, consider carefully the wonderful things He has already done for you. Most notably, He has translated you from death to life and from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of His own dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Prayer is our lifeline. It is our very channel of love between our Father in Heaven and ourselves. It is a two-way street in which we hear from the very throne of God and we reply in praise and adoration and bring our understanding of our needs before His almighty presence. It must be a constant and continuing conduit of God's richest blessings for our lives. Prayer is our open door to the very wisdom of God. When you pray, you don't have to tell everyone. You can pray in secret. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, you are told to go into your room and shut the door behind you. Your Father in heaven will hear you, for he is in the secret place. He will hear your prayer in secret and reward you openly, where everyone can see your heavenly reward. Matthew 6 verse 7 we learn not to pray in vain repetition over and over again and not believing his word nor listening for his answers to our petitions. The heathen who do not know God do this very thing of vain repetitions of the same prayers. They think that they will be heard for their many words. For them, faith in God is not a reality at all. Verse 8 of the same passage informs us that God knows what we need before we even ask Him. Prayer means that we acknowledge that God is our Father who supplies all our needs and that we are dependent on Him alone for our answers and provision, and not on ourselves or upon others supplying our needs. Luke chapter 11 verse 1 makes it clear that John the Baptist taught his followers how to pray. The disciples, more specifically the apostles, asked the Lord 
to teach them how to pray. This would have to be the master class in the Bible of how a person ought to pray. Jesus himself is doing the teaching. So Jesus taught them what we call the Lord's Prayer. We are to pray to our Father in Heaven that God's name is to be worshipped for His holiness. Then we ask that God's kingdom be made manifest on earth as it is in heaven. And because of this revelation, His will and purposes will be done. As His blood bought children, we ask Him alone for our daily provisions. Importantly, we seek His forgiveness for our sins. This includes our idle thoughts, our thoughtless or provocative speech, and ungodly acts against God and others. We must also forgive others their sins, premeditated or careless, against us. If we don't, then God will not forgive us our trespasses and sins. Finally, we are to listen to God and obey Him, forsaking all temptations of the soul, and believing His enabling through His word will deliver and keep us safe. Particularly are we delivered from Satan and his minions, the demons, as they seek to trip us up through various secret traps and outright vicious and wicked plots. How easy it is to lose heart when many obstacles of health, family relationships, finances and personal differences come our way. When you are tired and weary, you don't feel 100% in your being, it is very easy to let your faith-filled words slide away and your Christian walk quickly heads towards giving up or negative territory. However, in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, we are told not to give up, but rather to continue on praying and praising God for His goodness John 17 verse 9 reveals the intriguing fact that the Father has called his own and given them to Jesus for their preservation. We are preserved by Jesus from the damning effects of the flesh, the world and the devil. The Lord preserves all that the Father gives him and brings them in prayer before the Father's throne, constantly. Jesus doesn't pray for the world, who have rejected him as well as the Father, but for those whom the Father called and were willing to become children of their Heavenly Father. 
It is surely an amazing and glorious thing that both our Lord and the Holy Spirit make intercession on our behalf before the throne of God. In Romans chapter 8 verse 26 we are told that the Holy Spirit helps us to overcome our weaknesses. The Holy Spirit shows us what to pray for and how to pray. We are to wait constantly upon the Holy Spirit and listen to what he tells us and be obedient to what he tells us. As we listen, our spirits become enlightened by the Holy Spirit. We are shown what we are really to pray for and to pray to see the problem or situation resolved to the glory of the Father. We must keep constantly waiting on the Holy Spirit and not let our minds waver with our own often flesh-filled thoughts. The Holy Spirit travails constantly on our behalf with deep spiritual groanings beyond the mind of men. Further on in Romans 8 verse 34, we learn that Jesus, our risen Lord, who is now seated at the right hand of God, is also making intercession for us. If this is true, how can we lose? Sit still and pray, allowing the Holy Spirit to grant us the very answers that glorifies the Father in Jesus' name. It is easy to give up on the Christian walk, to be blinded into thinking that your prayers are to no avail. This is a trick of Satan, to get you off God's word and think negative thoughts. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17, we are told to pray without ceasing. Keep at it. Satan wants you to think you are beaten. God and his word tell us that we are overcomers if we keep on keeping on praying the word of God over our current circumstances under the absolute direction of the Holy Spirit. The apostles devoted themselves to prayer. They even elected deacons, which included the first martyr, Stephen, to do the practical work of the ministry. We learn in Acts chapter 6 verse 4 that they continually prayed for the work God gave them to do. Prayer was paramount. It was the number one thing to do. We must make prayer the priority in our lives. Without a constant link to God's throne, we will dry up spiritually. We will be ineffective as Christians. Philippians 4 verse 6 instructs us to make our request to God in prayer and supplications. A supplication is a prayer for God's help. Ask the Lord his will and purposes for your life. There are some things we need to give up. There are other things we need to do. Also, we need further advice and strengthening 
and a clearer vision for our life of many things God has had us do which we need to continue doing. Only God knows the differences. Only God can give you his strength to keep you going. It is important to get up early to pray. Families require the mum and dad, and as the children grow older, to pray together. The old slogan is so true. The family that prays together stays together. You have to leave early for work, or school, or for the children, whatever. Get up even earlier, and pray as the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom and understanding. Defeat Satan's plans before he tries to wreck your day, or even make his presence felt. Don't waste your time. Know the will of the Lord for that day, and ask him for the strength to do it. Satan always tries to deflect God's will and purposes for your life. God will give you the courage and conviction to carry out what will glorify the Father in Jesus' name and be absolutely the very best for your life. Remember, every failure in your life is always a prayer failure. Make prayer the lifeblood of your life today. We would like to hear from you. If you have any questions, and particularly if you have an important prayer request, please contact us by email at spiritmuso.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-M-U-S-O at gmail.com. Or by contacting us at our web addresses, either apostlesvoice.com or new contemporary music dot com